Welcome back to Success as a System. I'm Mike Green. You know I've interviewed Charlie before. We talked about Charlie's life. We talked about the inspiration of his career, building his business, exiting his business, and the passion he's got to go again. This episode is all about apprenticeship, and it's about no apprentice, no future, the importance of teaching people they don't have to go to university to be successful. Don't miss this episode. Don't worry too much about the uh, university route, and you know there's life with, without degree, and any sort of qualification in apprenticeship will be the same value, if not more, than any degree you can get out of it. And when you look to a lot of the skills that, that those apprentices got, whether it's a, a heating engineer, an electrical engineer, a bricklayer, a carpenter, and so on, those skills haven't been, and I can't imagine can easily be, overcome by AI or technology. I've said for a long time, last year or two at school, if you're not that academic, as you start bringing skills in where you go out and work for companies and even doing the schools up kind of yeah, thing, yeah, even yeah. You, you, that type of thing and I feel that more youngsters as you, you say wouldn't think they've failed they actually think they've succeeded we're spending 30 well, grand a year anyway to them go to university yeah, you're spending it anyhow but, but there'd be a massive saving out there for the government because it'll cut down crime on the street rehabilitation um, the massive skill shortage will cut down and it'll give youngsters a future so but I feel that the, the right person in there with the right help from People like me, um, you know, they, they, they can crack the system and, you know, youngsters will have a future. So, firstly, Charlie, where did your passion for apprenticeships come from? I came from, you know, when I, when I was at school, I used to bunk off school and help a, a local plumber when I was about nine or ten. And, uh, you know, he had a motorbike, car, jewellery, uh, lovely house, loads of money, and uh, you know the sort of seeds were sown then, uh, just just by the you know the knowing what he, he got out of being an apprentice and a plumber was just well mind blowing at the time. And, and when you started that job, you know what what was school like? Did you enjoy school? The, the academic stuff? No, I, look, I, I was never that academic and it was never appealed to me at school at all. I mean, you know, I always say that, you know, I left at 15 and it was a big mistake. I should have left at 14. <laughs> I was always going to be a, a, a plumber. And, um, you know, as soon as I, I, I left school at 15, done my four-year apprenticeship, I suppose the term is I've never looked back, if I'm being honest. And, and many apprentices are the same you know they do an apprenticeship they go on to have their own business and you're going to succeed in life and all them years ago Bill Ellis the chap that I sort of learned learned wanting to be an apprentice plumber in he um he said to me then that you know if you're an apprentice tradesman you'll never be out of work and you'll earn yeah. loads of money and he's right well and here we look uh, years forward and what we've seen is it's given you ability I know we don't always want to talk about money but you sold that business for 146 million that's correct, something right about that. Yeah, uh, yeah. And yet, when we're in school, and I remember my meeting with my careers officer, they sort of say, if you do well in your exams and you go on to university, you know, then you can become successful. And I'm sure it's not intentionally, but what the way that they couch it often, they're sort of saying, if you don't go to university, you're not going to be as good. You're not going to be as successful. And we have a danger now. And I think it started with Tony Blair in 1997 when he was talking about his ambitions to get 50% of, of kids from school at university. And, and since then, it's kind of been built on to make anyone who hasn't got aspiration or ability to go to university to feel like they're somewhat a failure. Well, that's right. I mean, look, you said it's not intentionally by the teachers, but I believe it is because they've been to university. That's all they know. That's all they promote. And, you know, I think as, as anything other than university, you're looked on as a failure, as you say. But 
things have changed, you know, and, and, and now I think that we need to promote it more. The university isn't what it used to be, uh, and I think any apprenticeship um, qualification as good as any degree. So <clears throat> it, it is done intentionally, and, and unfortunately, you know, I don't think the governments have managed to get hold of it to get the figures up on apprentices, but, you know, at one time I was working with... Uh, David Cameron and George Osborne, and we was flying on the apprenticeship scheme, yeah. you know, yeah. absolutely flying. And and I don't think it would take too much to get it back on track, if I'm being honest. We've just got to promote it more. And maybe people like me and many other successful apprentices, you know, if, if that's what appealed to me by looking at what someone achieved out of it, and, you know, I'm happy to show where it's got me today. And as you say, this apartment is a £10 million apartment, and, you know, life couldn't be any better. No, and... and- and you still got all that energy, you still got all that passion. Uh, and if we go back again and we roll forward from where they were when they were saying more people at university, given the impression you've got to go to university to be successful, they have so much demonised trades or retail or hospitality to the extent that now, with uh, both Labour and the Tories have said, whoever gets in next year, they're going to build one and a half million houses. Well, that is impossible. But part of the reason it's impossible is we're a million people short of what we'd need yeah, uh, in so. trades to do that yeah. we'd need a million apprentices yeah well look again I, I think it, it, you are right it's impossible to build that, that amount in, in the term that they're going to be in whether it be conservatives or labour but their thoughts are good but if they want to make it happen they need to listen to people that have done an apprenticeship that have been successful by it and I say it's a simple system for me you know at the time I was saying to um, Cameron that you know what we need to do is turn the job benefit system into like a job allowance Give it to the employer, takes on a youngster, puts it towards his apprenticeship pay and, you know, double the apprenticeship yeah. pay. And I think if we started at school level, then, you know, five to ten years, I think we could we could achieve that figure. Um, but, you know, we've got to get the ball rolling and, and the quicker they sort of understand that, you know, there's life without a degree, let's put it like that. There is. And how do, part of the problem, I think, because uh, I'm into a bunch of trades as well, is just how complicated it is. They've got to make it easy, haven't they? Of course, I mean, look... Uh, there's nothing simpler than, than, you know, literally just, you know, signing up for your, your, your sort of contract and apprenticeship, whether it be three or four years and increase the pay on it. And, and, you know, if it's government funded, then I think the government will be, well, they make fortunes out of it and they'll yeah, save yeah. fortunes, I should say. There'll be, you know, less crime on the street, less rehabilitation. There'll be loads of tradesmen out there. Youngsters will have a future. I mean, it's one <laughs> word that will solve so many problems. It's called apprenticeships. No, I completely agree. And I like the strap line that you were talking about earlier. No apprentices, no future. Well, that's, that's exactly it. And, and things have got worse. I'd like to think it's rock bottom at the moment. But somebody just needs to get hold of the idea that I've got, you've got, and many apprentices. They know the value of it. I've never met an apprentice yet that says he regretted doing it. And I know some no. successful people. But I never hear anybody say, that's the worst thing I've done. For me, it was the best thing I've done ever in my life. And God knows where I'll be now if I didn't do an apprenticeship. And when you look to a lot of the skills that, that those apprentices got, whether it's a, a heating engineer, electrical engineer, a bricklayer, a carpenter, and so on, those skills haven't been, and I can't imagine can easily be, overcome by AI or technology. Uh, you know, AI can, can probably half a journalist's job, can change some tech roles, yeah. but it isn't going to be weaving plumbing and pipes through a ceiling or under a floor. Or, you know, that's going to need a person for a long time well, to come. Well, that's right. It? Look, as you said, they want to build a million houses. And I mean, you know, it's a massive shortage of skilled tradesmen at the moment, especially with the EU situation and the apprenticeship thing. So... You know, you're guaranteed, you know, you'll have a job for life and you'll earn loads of money. 
and um, it's just it's just getting that point across. And you you know, I'm happy to to show where I've got through it. And many people, the same as me, have done so well by the apprenticeship thing. Then they go on to open their own business. They become self-employed, yeah. and hopefully they employ people. You just got to just got to get that apprenticeship thing up and running. And I really I keep saying it. I don't think it's such a big deal to put in place. I really feel they've just got to. You know, forget this sort of university route. If you're going to be an accountant or finance or a doctor or a scientist or something, yeah, go to university. But if you want to be a good skilled tradesman, um, then the answer is an apprenticeship. So here we are. We know in the next next 12 months we're going to have a general election. Now, whether the Tories stay in, which everyone says is unlikely, or whether Labour come in, it's the same. They're both committed to one and a half million houses yeah. in five years, 300,000 a year. And yet I can't believe that one of them hasn't rang you uh, as, as someone who's an ambassador of trades, who's built business, biz, big business, who's scaled business, who's had apprentices, who's been an apprentice. You know, if, 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 if with that camera there, if you were talking to uh, Rishi Sunak or Keir Starmer, what would you be saying now? Because you've said you'd be willing to help them put something together, wouldn't you? Well, that's right. Look, I, th- I think they're aware of it. And, and I just think they've, they've just got to get used to the idea that university ain't the way forward. And, uh, you know, if they want a vote winner, then just do government-funded apprenticeships because so many youngsters want to do an apprenticeship. So many youngsters want to get in the workplace. And uh, I think it'd be a vote winner. But you're, you're right. I mean, you know, I'll, I'll happily do it free. You know, I don't need the dosh, that's for sure. Um, but, you know, I want to sort of keep inspiring people to do an apprenticeship because I, I honestly feel it's the way forward. And, you know, if you think sort of plumbers are expensive now, just wait for another two or three years yeah, with the yeah, skill yeah. shortage. Um you're guaranteed, pretty much guaranteed to, to, you know, never be out of work and earn loads of money. And what more do you want kind of thing? Well, I was looking at some of the government's own figures a bit earlier. There's 144 vacancies in construction alone. Thousand, sorry. Yeah. 144,000 vac- vacancies in construction. There's 1.1 million vacancies generally in employment mm. and yet we got 1.4 million unemployed in the uk yeah and i think part of that is either people are, are, are thinking they're not qualified are thinking they can't do it maybe they can't do it but they, there is an opportunity for apprenticeships to learn on the job in the job le- earn while you uh, learn while you learn because uh, part of the other problem when i um I, I did all right at school even though it was a pretty terrible school and they said i could have gone to university part of the reason i couldn't go to university is I had to be giving my mum money. We couldn't afford to live. Literally putting food on the table and it was part of my responsibility. I had to go out and work to contribute. Well, if I'd have thought about apprenticeships, I got into retail, which was to sort of earn while you learn as well. But apprenticeships are really good at people who perhaps can't be looked after by parents or funded by parents for another well, of course, but, but it's also a great job even if, if your parents are looking after you know i mean i don't think you, you need to separate it but right, right. Uh, but in the same token it's an amazing job and you know you'll get any good apprentice plumber in london will earn as much as any bank manager that's for sure yeah, i think yeah, it's just no, a case of coming away from this old-fashioned idea about the apprenticeship and, and get real with it Look at where the shortages are. Look at where, you know, um, you can earn good money these days. And they'll have a job for life. I mean, I was told this 50, 60 odd years ago. Yeah. That, yeah. Um, you know, that, that I and would it's never still true today. Well, well it's, it's more true today than ever. It's more so today <clears> than ever because I think years ago, a tradesman was looked down on. I mean, you know, you used to go to certain houses, they have a sign up saying, tradesman, go round the back. Oh. Now, when you go there, they're like waiting at the door, like cup of tea. Because you know, they've been waiting two weeks for it to get one. Yeah, because but, but so, so things have changed a lot. I just feel yeah. that the government needs to just liven up a bit, listen to people like me, 
There's many, many successful apprentices uh, in the country. Uh, well, for me, any anybody that does an apprenticeship is going to be successful because you're tied in for a, a certain amount of time. That stops you shopping around. And, you know, the end result is, you know, you, you're a tradesman. You're in demand. You're going to earn loads of money. You'll have a job that you enjoy. I just feel that we, we've just got to, you know... Forget this university nonsense. You know, you're running up debt. This way you're earning while you're learning. Um, it's definitely the way forward. And, you know, look, I say, I think I was helping with Cameron when they was in, and uh, it was really going well, actually. And I think, you never know, you know, if he got back well, in, I'd be, I'd be in Downing Street sorting out. And since place. then, every year we've built less homes. Yes. We're setting targets to build 300,000 every year for five years. They set their own target, and yet the last time any government of either party hit their targets was 1977, 46 years ago. They set the targets, and they can't hit the targets. So unless they get real about creating the jobs that are going to build the homes and making the planning system earlier, it's just not going to happen. You're certainly right there, but I'm saying it's a problem that can be resolved. And I'm saying someone like me or a few ex-apprentices that have run their own business, been successful... Um, you just need us, our, our help and advice, to just say this is how we do it. But the way it will work is government-funded apprenticeships. No, I completely agree. And, and I think it's a key point that they need to get people like you that have been there, seen it, done it, built it, know what the challenges are, and so on. Because, and, and I had a, a podcast that's going out tomorrow, actually, with a, a super head of a school. And she said, part of the problem is, in government, we got uh, an education minister that's never been a teacher, don't know anything about teaching. We... If government are going to do these things, they need to be speaking to the people who really understand that sector, don't they? Yeah, well, it's, it's obvious. I mean, that's exactly it. You know, you, you, you're so right there. But but it's not as difficult as it seems. I mean, if we started it now um, from school level, then, you know, four or five years from now, we'd have so many trades. And, yeah, and yeah, yeah. you know, they've got a double apprenticeship pay and they've got to make, make it funded by the government. And they've got to sort of support the apprenticeship idea more and not look down on it. Um, you know, I know many people regret not doing an apprenticeship. I know many people yeah. went to university and they're not doing so well these days. Well, and, and I think I'm conscious that, as you were saying about, we should double the apprenticeship, we, we should make it fully funded, and I completely agree. But some people listening to this and say, oh, it's going to cost more money. But we were talking earlier, you know, it's costing us about 30 grand a year, at least for a student to go to university. It's the nine grand fees, it's the living fees that they get on a loan that they may or may not pay back. It's the funding that goes to the university, the cost of the teachers at university, uh, and so on. So we're spending 30 well, grand a year anyway to them to go to university. Yeah, you're spending it, it anyhow, but, but there'd be a massive saving out there for the government because it'll cut down crime on the street, rehabilitation, um, the massive skill shortage it will cut down, and it'll give youngsters a future. So, look, you know, it's a moneymaker anyhow, but the, the, it's so needed today more than ever. <clears throat> and uh, it's just a case of government listening and putting in the practice. Honestly, I'll I, I tell you what, if I was involved with the government on this and a few other sort of ex-apprentices, yeah, then yeah. I think within a year, you'd have a lovely system going. And so when you leave school, you've either university, got a job, or going to a government-funded apprenticeship scheme. And, and then everyone's got a, yeah, look, a, a place it's, to it's, go. It's so obvious to people like me, and I'm sure it's obvious to people like you. And I think, you know, even the universities are starting to realise that they're struggling to get people in there now yeah, because yeah. of the cost, because of the debt. And all their interest is bums on seats. And we have a massive, massive skill shortage out there. And, you know, if I was advising anybody, just do an apprenticeship in anything at all, yeah. long as you've got this apprenticeship. And at the end of it, that, that certification 
will will keep you in work forever. And and I completely agree. And one of the things you said a few minutes ago was it's really important to keep it simple, and it doesn't need to be complicated. And it could be quite easy. And I completely agree because I was looking through some of the numbers. There's three hundred thousand trades at the moment. Now, when I was growing up, I used to help a builder as well. He was a general builder, so we'd be doing roofs, we'd be doing decorating, we'd do all sorts. But he always had an apprentice and an assistant, and so on. Often the assistant was younger, but then once they were old enough, they became the apprentice yeah. uh, and so on. And if there's 300 trades out there and they all got an apprentice and it was easy for them to get an apprentice and they were funded to get an apprentice, their business grows. But also suddenly you could argue that we'd have hundreds of thousands every year very really quickly. Yeah, no, you're right. As I say, it's, it's, it's not something that can't be done. If we're short of a million tradesmen, then... Uh, That's the way to go. You know, it, it, it honestly is something that, that, you know, I just wish the government would listen more. And, and you know, they, they know. I mean, they know. I mean, it's fairly obvious that, that, you know, they know what's going on because so many people that go to university, you know, they don't get the job they want. They're, they're, they're not earning while they're learning. They get themselves in debt. And, and, you know, I know I spoke to quite a few that regret it, that actually regret it. But, of course, there's always going to be a mixture. But I yeah, just think yeah, the yeah. balance at the moment is, is, you know, 90% is you're pushed towards uh, university. And... It's because the teachers don't, they've never done the apprenticeship idea of it. And, you know, whether it be me or many, so many people I know that have been successful yeah, through an apprenticeship. Yeah. I really no, and, and, and the other reason is some people just don't have the wherewithal or the behavioral match to go to university. Because if I look at the trades that I mentor, and I mentor 46 businesses, about um, 30 of them are trades. Now, of those, many of them, I don't like labels, but they are ADHD or, or dyslexic or something like this. So that meant that they didn't do as well as they could have at school. Hmm. I don't think they failed. I think school failed them because it should have taught them differently and understood they needed yeah. to learn differently. But whatever it was, they get to the end of schooling having not enjoyed the experience because they learned differently. They had to, uh, they then didn't do the results that they want. So they weren't going to go to uni. But now they're told if they don't go to uni, they're, they're somehow not successful. But if we could say, we'll go into trades that's where the apprenticeship opportunity is and i'll often say to trades you didn't fail at school school failed you oh, the yeah. fact i know that and it's not just blowing smoke up their ass it's the fact is in three years or four years they went on they become a qualified engineer uh, electrical plumbing heating uh, bricklaying and so on so they certainly can learn and they can pass these exams oh, but it needs to be taught in a more uh, on the job manual that's physical right. well, kind look, of i've said for a long time last year or two at school if you're not that academic as you start bringing skills in where you go out and work for companies and even doing the schools up kind of yeah, thing, yeah, even yeah. Though you, you, that type of thing and I feel that more youngsters as you, you say wouldn't think they've failed they actually think they've succeeded and you know my opportunity was really given to me just on the basis of helping a plumber and seeing what he achieved in his life and that just blew me away with it and, yeah, I, and, yeah. I, and I think now we just need to promote that more and more of that you're not a failure. I mean, I think I think you know the best thing. I mean, I'm glad I didn't have brains because I wouldn't be sitting here now. Like no, because if you'd gone to university, you'd have got what's called a good job and uh, and and and, and seventy, eighty grand or whatever. Yeah, brain. you know, look, the, the, I'm, 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 you know, I, I can assure anyone. I mean, if you want to be a millionaire, become a tradesman, do an apprenticeship. That's what I would say to people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's probably reaching the peak of it. But you're never going to be able to work. Never going to be out of work. You're going to earn loads of money. And you're going to be in so much demand. Yeah, yeah. And, no, I and I think it's enjoyable if you're not that academic. And, and it's easy to talk the talk. You've, you've not just talked the talk, you've walked the walk already to a massive scale that most people would only aspire to. But 
still got loads of passion, loads of energy, loads of ambition. You're going again next year. That's right. Yeah, we're going to open up another plumbing and heating company uh, called WeFix Team, and that's going to uh, be launched in September. And we'll have apprentices in every trade. <laughs> but it's not just plumbing and heating, eh? no? No, it'd be roofing, carpentry, anything that's got a skill like the, that's on on the uh, the building side of things. We'd be doing and. Uh, you know, we'll we, we definitely go for the apprenticeship idea. There's no two ways about that. Yeah, yeah. Now, obviously, you know, if we could get help with the government, great. But, you know, it's something I can't turn down getting apprentices in, or youngsters into work as an apprenticeship because no. I know the value of it. And this conversation, to me, timing is 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 perfect. Not, not just because we're going to have a change in government, whether it's a new Tory government or whether it's a new Labour government, we're going to have a change. That's going to be in the next year. A lot of people are saying they think May, June. It's But the latest it can be, I think, is uh, December next year. Yeah. If that ties in with you starting the business, you're already intent on oh. starting with apprentices and you could be creating an immediate opportunity oh, no doubt uh, and help them bed that scheme in, test that scheme, work with that scheme. Yeah, look, we, 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 we must bring it into place. And I think it's, it's people like myself and many other people that see the value of the apprenticeship. And, you know, um, I'll, I'll be starting that straight. I've already got names now of youngsters that want to join us. And, you know, a lot of these youngsters want to go to work. They want to get a, a skill. They want to get a job. It's just a case of, like, coordinating it all together, collaborating all together with the government and getting a bit more help off them. And uh, it really is a lot simpler than what people think as far as, you know, once once you've got the scheme rolling, I mean, it would just, you know, generate and generate, yeah, then yeah. they become part of society. And, and it does need to be simple and uh, because when I speak to a lot of trades or general businesses now, they say the apprenticeship scheme is just too... Oh, complicated. It's complicated. Yeah. Uh, and and the the hoops and, and barriers are bigger than the benefits at the moment. So it needs to be simple. Yeah, well, they've got it wrong, as I say. You know, unfortunately, they have got it wrong. Um, but it is simple. Government funded apprenticeships straight from school. Double the apprenticeship's money. Put the job, job benefit money to a job allowance. Give it to the employer. And that will help to make the wages up. And, and knowing, I think the, the important thing is knowing after three years what where you'll be. You'll, you'll have a job for life. You'll earn loads of money. You'll be in demand. And you know, it, it, it's a great business to be in. You know. And, and I think one of the thing, one of the reasons why some youngsters may not look at a trade, partly government are saying you have got to go to university or schools are encouraging them. The other reason I think is they might watch um, Dragons Den or. Or, or these other things that whether I want to build a business, I want to build a big business, and somehow they tend to think I don't want to just be a plumber, just be an electrician. Just. But you have shown that you can start at that. Yeah, that's just the foundation. You can build up. You can build up. And so one of the things that, um, I've talked about before is what I call the ninety nine point two ninety nine point two percent of all businesses in the UK oh, five and a half million they have less than fifty employees. 4.4 million have zero employees. They are a dentist, a plumber, a videographer, mm. a, an individual person with a skill, but they don't learn the lessons to go from technician, if you like, to manager, to entrepreneur. Yeah. And so part of that, I mean, two sides to it really. One, how, what gave you the confidence and courage to scale, to employ that first person, to deal with employees? Because we know that's not necessarily easy. Um, but two, did you did you just kind of do it almost by mistake or were you conscious I've learned how to do the tools now I need to learn how to do the business unlock your path to success with success is a system the podcast that guides you through proven strategies and expert insights join us every fortnight as we break down the systems behind success subscribe now for your fortnightly dose of inspiration and practical tips success is not just a dream it's a system 
Tune in and transform your journey. Visit www.mikegreen.co.uk for more info. Success is a system where dreams meet strategy. No, look, I, I was conscious of it. I mean, it was pointed out to me, you know, a long time ago that, that you can be a successful plumber or a successful tradesman and, and, you know, you'll do very well out of it. But if you really want to hit big time, you have to employ people. And, you know, it's a double sort of edged sword, really, because the worst thing in business is employing people. It's also the best thing. Yeah. And, um, you know, to go forward, you know, I don't know many people that, that you know, uh, become super rich or super successful unless you employ people. And, and it's, it's not a big deal. People want to go to work. You know, yeah. they want to go to work. And, uh, you know, I think we was employing about 450 people at the end. We've had 1,500 apprentices go through our books. And, and, and I can just assure you, them guys are out there now doing very well with life. So it is a change from a tradesman, but... You know, we've all got capabilities kind of thing, and I think we've just got to believe in ourselves more. Um, you know, and, 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 and I, if I'm being honest, I think, you know, the apprenticeship side of it, there's a theory side to it, and, and that just learns you to deal with people. And, 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 you know, it's all about your own drive and ambition, yeah? and, and I think that's what we need to put it back but, into young But I think there's also, you know, I think last time we spoke when we did the podcast before, you uh, you were talking about the recognition of the fact that you don't have to be good at the, the finances. You can employ someone to do that. You don't have to be good at PR. You can employ someone to do that. So recognizing this is the bit I bring to the business. And if I'm not confident or if I don't enjoy or whatever it is, I might have a skill gap. I don't have to worry about that. I can employ someone to do That's that. That's right. I mean, look, you can't do everything. None of us are good at everything. And, um, you know, for sure I was good at doing plumbing and for sure I'm good at running a business. And that's something you just learn. I think you get educated in the workplace. And, um, you know, I think if you're treating people fair and you're giving them good money and, and uh, you know, working conditions are good, I mean, it's just a remedy for success. I mean, I, I do, you know, as you said, we complicate it so much, you know. There's lots and lots of people that want to go to work and it's just like simplifying it. Get rid of all the busy bodies like butting in and that and just, you know, you come to work, you get paid, you learn a trade, you'll go on and be <clears> successful. And yes, employing, employing isn't easy, but in the same token, I believe it's the way forward. I mean, a lot of people ask me, you know, give me one business uh, advice that I can scale up or I can do better. I say it's dead simple, employ people. Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. you can employ accountants, you can employ, you know, recruitment, HR, PR, <clears> you know, they're all, these people are out there and, and it's just a matter of, of you know, collaborating something together and growing with it. And a, a lot, a lot of trades, um, they're scared of employing people, so they try to grow by getting subcontractors and so on. But the problem is often that those subbies aren't necessarily committed and they might, the minute they get offered 10 quid a day more, 20 quid a day more, yeah. they, they could go off or they want to build their own business. So I think it's not a real commitment and arguably you can't scale it fully until you can have some subbies but you need to employ well, some yeah look, look, I mean when, when Pimlico started employing people I had people there for 20, 30 years uh, 10 years, 5 years you know a lot of people are happy to work for, for a good company as long as they're being well rewarded and looked after and um you know, that, that's the way forward. I mean, it, it, it's not as complicated as it sounds because people want to go to work. They want to do well in life. And, and I just feel the foundation today is doing an apprenticeship. I mean, if I had somebody coming in for a job, uh, not necessarily a tradesman or office and that, and they said, I've been in university, I've been apprentice, I've been working in the workplace, 
that person will get the job rather than walking yeah, in with yeah, a degree yeah. because, you know, they've been in the workplace, they understand it, and it's all about your attitude, really, you know, and, and I just think if people could only realise what that's going to... Doing an apprenticeship will set you up for life, no matter what it's in. If that's what you want to yeah. do and you do that apprenticeship, four years down the line, you'll be... You'll be uh, I mean, you, you're just amazing at what it can lead to, and I just think we've got to promote that. And I think that work experience is a, is a key as well, because yeah. I put a post out the other day sort of saying qualifications are one thing, but one of the key qualifications I look for is have they got any work experience? Right. Have they got a work ethic? Are they used to getting up in the morning? And so on. And, and it is a concern that some people might have been to uni uh, and they've never actually had any uh, uh, accountability, responsibility, uh, routine uh, that you want to know they've got when, when you're going to well, take them That's on. exactly right. You know, that's exactly right. But, you know, I don't go by degrees. I go by, you know, enthusiasm and, and you know, what they want to achieve out of life. And, you know, a lot of the university ones, unfortunately, they, they think they're going to walk into a company and hit the top straight away. And um, it just doesn't work yeah, like that, no. you know. But there's no substitute for experience. And, you know, I would say any school leaver, you know, if, if they're on your last year, you know, you can work with people, go in the workplace. That's, that's going to, you know, that's certainly what got me where I've got today by yeah, yeah. going to work and helping this plumber. And, and I just think we've got to get real now and realise that, you know, this life without a degree. No, I completely agree. And one of the other things I, I would say is that, some people we want to encourage into doing apprenticeships. We want to make that attractive from a salary point of view. We want to make it simple for the business to take on uh, apprentices. Uh, and we want to make it motivated towards the, the jobs that they can do in the future. But I think part of the challenge is, uh, and I'd be interested in your views on it, is we've got 1.1, uh, 1.4 million people unemployed. Mm. And we've got 1.1 million jobs available jobs, yeah. some of it is a skill gap and that the people aren't there for the skills that, or jobs that we need but some of it is do you think we make it too easy or comfortable for people to not work of course we do i mean the benefit system uh the hands out that, <clears throat> that we give to people i mean it's just so wrong and you're right you know sometimes the pay isn't high enough and you know you can get these benefits that are, you know more or less match it so people go for it but that's a simple system uh you know i would have you can only be unemployed for three months and then you've got to go work for three months before you can go back as unemployed and these people if you didn't if you didn't give them you know money to sit in lie in bed all day yeah, they would get yeah. up and go to work we just got to change the system and look i feel sorry for the people that genuinely have to be on benefits and you know can't get a genuinely job but i think anybody that's capable of working should should go to work and, and i think i think that's the distinction isn't it because i'll often say all of us would happily pay for those who can't work or, or are unable to work. And that. But it's the ones that can work and won't work we don't want to be covering That's exactly for. exactly it. But, but um, you know, time, I think, you know, it's good. the benefits system has is, is gone on and on and people are just, you know, milking it for what they can. And I think we just need to, you know, be strong enough as a government and stand up and say, you know, you're only allowed on it for three months and then you must go to the workplace for three months. Well, we're not going to give you anything. Yeah, well, I actually think that, you know, a lot of people are scared of the workplace that have never been there. You know, they're, they're, they're watching their mums and dads working from home or dossing about from home, and, and, and they fear the workplace. But believe me, I mean, when you go in the workplace, you just change as a person. Yeah, you, yeah, you, yeah. you become part of society, and you start realising you can have these nice holidays and nice things, but you're never going to get that on benefits, you know, no, that's for no. sure. And, and you know, I, I think it's just a matter of, of convincing the youngsters that, you know, you don't want to be on benefits. You don't need to go to university. All you need to do is get an apprenticeship and, and you're guaranteed, like, you, you will never be out of work and, and you will earn loads of money. 
No, I agree. One of the things that people often say is, I'm just not motivated. And I'll often talk, and I had a bit of a session this morning with a team at nine, uh, and I was talking about motivation. You know, motivation to me, break that word down. What does it mean? It's your motive for action. Why do you do what you do and what will make you want to do more of it? And I was saying about the fact that I believe that 60, 70% of motivation can be negative. It's like you're doing something because you're pushed away by your fears or you're pulled by your dreams. It's the mixture of the two. And I think in that, encapsulating what we've just been talking about, I think we should make it less comfortable and attractive for people to sit at home and do bugger all. But there are those who are on the absolute minimum wages. And I still remember my daughter, she'd done a summer job at Starbucks. And she said, Dad, the saddest thing for me is there are full-time workers there that are working really hard and they're really good customer service and they're expert um, uh, at making all the different coffees and and it's an art sort of thing. And she said, but even working full-time, they're having to sofa surf. They can't afford to live or yeah. get even a one bedroom flat on their own and I think to me it's like we need to if the gap's only this at the moment it's too easy to say sod it I might as well go on benefits because I'm going to yeah. get a, as opposed to saying if you're on benefits you're going to get even less well, but if you are trying to work we're going to make sure you've got a livable yeah. wage a living wage but I, I, I think that you know the, the minimum wage you know I've never worked on minimum wage or, or put anybody on that you know I'm a, I'm a great believer in rewarding people for, for coming to work and you know we just need to change things around and and you know, maybe listen to more people that have run a business or listen to people that have done an apprenticeship. And, you know, I, I don't believe, you know, in, in underpaying people, I'll be honest with you. And um, you just got to make it more attractive. Yeah, but right yeah. as you say, we've got to stop, you know, change the benefit system. And I'll say, I, you know, I'll go back to what I said three months on and then you've got to go, go to work. And if you don't go, then you don't get the benefit system. No, I agree. And I, don't, I mean, you can't, you can't talk about life or business or, or success without weaving in and out of politics. But one of the things that frustrates me is I'll often hear politicians from all sides saying stuff like, oh, the conversations I have with people or business people are telling me. And I'm thinking, hang on a minute, I interact with a lot of politicians. They're not in their constituency more than about one day a week. They do a surgery on a, on a Friday. They're mostly in, uh, in London. They're, they're here, but you know, most of the ones coming from Peterborough or Stamford yeah. or wherever, they're in London all bloody week. They come home for one day a week and then they are doing surgeries, but often those surgeries are the extremes. They're someone who's got a complaint or yeah. someone they want to press the flesh with and, and build towards getting some money for their next campaign. They're not looking at who's the best person for me to speak to to learn about what's needed in the area who's the successful person to speak to who can I speak to that will be blunt and honest and tell me it rather than blow smoke up my ass because I'm an MP and I do think there that used to be there naturally I think because a lot of um uh, a lot of politicians had had a job before when I when I was sort of 20 odd uh, most of them had done a job of some kind then became a politician whereas now the danger is they study politics they become a political aide they become a councillor yeah. or, or a junior uh, uh, support to an MP and then they become an MP they've never really understood well, yeah. the kind of things you're talking about and yet they're not knocking on your door you'd expect and you said it last time I'll talk to them I'll help them for free I'll do this You'd think they'd be knocking well, the bloody door down, wouldn't you? It's that snobbery thing and the old-fashioned idea of, you know, they come from money and they've been looked after. But if that's a work for a living, then they would understand, you know, the, the, the value of getting youngsters into work, you know. Yeah, um, but, you know, think, I think things are changing. I, you know, I, I've noticed that <clears throat> as much as, you, you know, we're not necessarily got hold of the apprenticeship thing, a lot of people are now talking about it's it. bubbling and, under, yeah. Yeah, in other words, they understand that, you know, that's the way forward and... You know, it's just, look, put it like this. If Cameron was to get back in, then I'm pretty certain I'll be working with him on apprentices. And I 
I lay all my money down that I could make it happen. I just know I can because because the 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 the, the end result of your apprenticeship is amazing. It's like it's like winning the lottery. You know, yeah, if yeah. you can explain to people that in three years' time you're going to be earning hundred grand, or I mean, plumbers with me were earning two hundred grand a year. Yeah, yeah, and and you know, I'm, I'm not. Well, and I, I, I mentor and work with some that are that level, some that are, yeah. are turning over millions of pounds. That's, that's exactly it. They've got a life they could only dream of, but they yeah. didn't have to go to university for it either. Well, that's right, but but it's hard to, you know, I mean, I could see it with the, the guy that taught me. You know, I could see what he achieved in his life or, or in that time he was teaching me, and he was way above anybody else in the area, you know, with what he had and, you know, the type of style of life he had. And and I just think we've got to promote that more, you know. Yeah. And and there's nothing wrong with you know wanting to better your life and wanting nice things in life. And that's what drove me on, you know, wanting to. Well, I think I just wanted, you know, at one time you just want a car, you want holidays, you want the money, and then all of a sudden it gets rolling, and you think, my God, like you know, this yeah, this yeah, is just yeah. amazing. But trying to get that message across. But for me, you know, the 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 best bit of advice I'd give to any youngster is sign up and do an apprenticeship with a skill and you never look back well and I think your your um, the strap line we talked about earlier no apprentices no future the reverse of that is true that if we grow apprentices we get a better oh, future yeah. isn't it and, yeah. and and the country needs it it's not like it's some kind of whim of somebody's we know there's a million needed in construction alone let alone hospitality retail medical uh, and so on and so forth so um, listen I, I really appreciate it. I'd love to keep this conversation going and look at different areas about it and maybe uh Maybe if government aren't going to listen, we should start banging that bat on ourselves and getting other businesses involved and, and make them listen. They should want to listen, but if they uh, won't... You're exactly right there, look. But I get a feeling now I'm going to start listening. I, I really think they are because, you, you know, it's just... It's become so obvious and the massive skill shortage and, you know, the university thing, <clears> I think, <throat> is an old-fashioned idea now and more and more people are wising up on it. And uh, it just... It, you know, they should try the system for, for you know, to kick off and, and I don't think they'll look back. So I think they will be listening but let's hope that you know i do hope the conservatives get back in because i think you know they're definitely more for business than labor people yeah. and uh you know i i feel that the right person in there with the right help from people like me um you know they, they they can crack the system and you know the youngsters will have a future well and likewise anyone who's built business sees the tories as the party of business but if, as has predicted, they don't, you'll work with anyone. Is, is that right? Well, look, it, it doesn't matter to me. I mean, you know, I couldn't care less. Like I say, I couldn't care less who's in. All, all, all of my interest in is is getting people leaving school, going into apprenticeship, and mm. and and I feel if we do that, if you said there's a million a million sort of tradesmen going to be needed, then it's screaming out for it. Yeah, no, no it's tradesmen alone with that a million in retail, a million in. Yeah, well, I mean, it's just. Yeah. It's, it's, it's got to come. I think it's a no-brainer, and I, I just feel we've got to stop complicating it and start promoting apprenticeships more. And you know, you know, like yourself, there's, there's, I've never met an apprentice yet that regrets it, kind no, of thing. You know, I agree. and uh, so many of them, like you know, I, I used to, you know, when I was on the tools, that you go on a job and. The guy who owns the company now, they say, "Oh yeah, he started off as an apprentice." You think that's amazing, but it's it's not as amazing as you think because you've got the good sort of background of it. You, you're getting used to the workplace, and you just get educated from there in the workplace. So you're going again. We fix all businesses next year. So you're going to walk that talk anyway. Look, uh, look, and be we'll be up government. and running. We'll, we'll we'll clean up in London. I don't have a problem with that at all. Again, because we're going to have apprentices, we're going to have 
only tradesmen that have done an apprenticeship and people will always pay for quality, you know, and, and there's a big demand out there for skilled tradesmen. Brilliant. Is there any other messages you'd like to get across to, to government, to business people uh, or to people thinking about what career they might do? Uh, yeah, I, I, would, I would say that, you know, don't, don't worry too much about the uh, university route and, you know, there's life with, without a degree and any sort of qualification in apprenticeship will be the same value, if not more than any degree you can get out there. And, uh, you know, it, 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 it's, it's just a case of, you know, go for it kind of thing and, and you'll be amazed. So, Charlie, on a different note, we've been talking about business, talking about apprenticeships, but I know charity is a big part of your life. I know it's really important to you. What, what are you working on at the minute? What's happening? Yeah, well, as you know, we've always been involved with the charities, and I think it's, it's great to put something back into society, and it's certainly great for business. And at the moment, we're teaming up with um, Shooting Star Auspice uh, with my new company, WeFix, and we're going to be giving, like I think it's uh, a pound for every job that we do uh, straight to the to charity. And... You know, that's, that's going to sort of, you know, generate a, a nice feel within the company because everybody likes to help out on charity if they're capable of doing it. And I just feel it's an opportunity. I don't want to miss it. I feel that, you know, it, it's very much on people's mind that if, if you're doing well in life, you know, to help others. And, um, you know, we, we've set up this um, deal with um, Shooting Star Ross and they're delighted. They're over the moon. They'll have their logos on their vans. We'll be driving around London with it. And... Um, you know, it's a good, it's a feel good message. And, you know, many, many people that, that will come on board with us, you know, will be part of that. They'll be contributing towards it. So uh, I think it's, uh, uh, again, I'm going to say it. I think, you know, it, it, it's a must to do. And I'm just surprised more companies don't do it because it, it, it's absolutely a great business. Yeah. I'm not doing it just for business, but, you know, I generally sort of feel for these charities and they're struggling at the moment. And, you know, you've got all these vehicles driving around London and they could just sort of have some partnership with, yeah. them, with it. And, and I know, I'm sure a lot of people will want to work with you on that. And if I can help, just let us know. But it reminded me as you were speaking there, because I can feel your passion uh, of the Churchill saying that we make a living by what we get, but a life by what we give. Yeah. Uh, and giving back is important. Exactly. And, 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 you know, I think it gives you that good goodwill factor. But believe me, it's a, 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 an amazing business move because people want to want to use you because of that. they want to be part of it. You know, they don't want to feel that you know you're this greedy tradesman no, kind no. of thing. And you know, uh, we're absolutely delighted with it. You know, the charity's a well recognised charity, but you know, all charities are struggling at the moment. Yeah. In thirty seconds, what? Tell me about Shooting Star. Why that particular? The reason I choose Shooting Star Hospice is, is because, you know, um, it's, there are many people help many charities, but for me, I mean, I, I don't know that there's something more disastrous than, you know, uh, your child, you know, sort of passing away with yeah, cancer. Yeah, yeah. No. So, to so help the bereavement um, uh, procedure and... Um, yeah, I, I just think it, it's something that, you, you know, often people have said to me, you know, there's different various charities, why have you gone for that? But for me, it, it's one that, you know, is, is just so Well, close. being a parent, you'd, yeah. you'd, you'd yeah. happily give your own life to instead uh, well, of theirs. Exactly, yeah. yeah. It's, uh, you know, it, it's just something that I feel, for me, it's the best charity that I've ever been involved with. And uh, I'm, I'm delighted to be able to, to work with them. Brilliant. Thanks again, Charlie. I really appreciate your time. If you've enjoyed this, success is a system. Or if you've got any questions for me, for Charlie, thinking about that strap line, thinking about no apprentices, no future. What kind of future would you want? What do you think about a university? What do you think about apprenticeships? Share it with us. If you've enjoyed today, like, share, subscribe, and we'll see you again on another episode of Success is a System. <laughs>